It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked On Panthers. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But first, click that follow button at Julian Council. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Carolina Panthers have won a football game after four straight losses following a 3-0 start that had a lot of us dreaming of the playoffs, which is still technically in the grass for the Carolina Panthers as they move to 4-4 four and four on the season and 2-0 and oh in the NFC South through eight weeks. The Carolina Panthers got off the snide. They have snapped a streak. They go to Atlanta, a place that has been a house of horrors throughout the years, and it is Halloween, but Matt Rule so far is 2-0 and oh on the road against the Atlanta Falcons as the Carolina Panthers head coach and an all-important win for the Carolina Panthers today. Considering everything they've been through over the last couple weeks, losing Christian McCaffrey, not having Shaq Thompson, and then waiting for Stephon Gilmore, and the regression of Sam Darnold, an all-around team victory for the Panthers on Sunday as they get the 19-10 win on the road against the Atlanta Falcons at a sparsely attended Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I understand that the Braves are in the World Series. I'm sure most of Atlanta's attention, well, probably all of Atlanta's attention outside of maybe the 40,000 people that were there on Sunday is on the Braves potentially winning their first World Series. But as we've seen, again, Falcons fans are not very interested in watching this team play, especially at their brand new stadium. But whatever, who cares? Carolina Panthers get the win. Everyone's happy about that. And safe to say that the Monday morning come to Jesus meeting between Matt Rule and Joe Brady worked. After last week, Matt Rule came out ahead of the game against the Giants, a game I felt there was no way the Carolina Panthers could possibly lose that game when Saquon Barkley was unlikely to play. Of course, did not play. And same thing with Kenny Galladay and with uh, Kadarius Toney. But yet they found a way to lose that football game. Last week, they were talking about being committed to running the football. The Carolina Panthers need to be a team that had a combined 56 pass completions 
and rushing attempts in a game. That's what Matt Rule said. That's the where we want to get. That's the benchmark for us to go out there and we'll win football games. Last week, they ran the ball seven times on the opening drive and only ran it 10 times the rest of the game for a combined 17 total rushes while they threw the football, I believe, around 48 times in the loss against the Giants where Sam Darnold was benched and P.J. Walker didn't really do much when he came in in relief of Darnold. But today, fast forward, things were much better as the Panthers had 18 rushes in the first half alone, topping their total from a week ago. They ran for a rule era high 47 rushing attempts, 203 rushing yards, and they got 60 combined pass completions and rush attempts in the game on Sunday. 13 of those only pass completions, but 47 rushes. They ran the damn ball. That's what Matt Rule wanted to do. Chuba Hubbard with 24 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Sam Darnold, 8 carries, 66 yards. And his last carry actually led to him getting absolutely rocked by Foye Oluokun. And his head hit the ground pretty hard. Had to leave with a concussion. So he'll be in the protocol for the rest of the week. And we'll see whether he'll be available next Sunday as the Panthers return home against New England Patriots. Amir Abdullah. Offered a ton for the Panthers with eight carries, 31 yards, gave him a burst out of the backfield. And as a pass catcher, Royce Freeman with six carries for 25 yards in all around team effort, rushing the football for the Carolina Panthers. Now, today's game wasn't sexy. It wasn't really all that entertaining either because it was a bunch of kick, a bunch of field goals. And Zane Gonzalez will get to him in a little bit. Looks like a solid pickup. But it was field goal after field goal after field goal. And earlier in the game, too. I don't understand what is a catch and what's not a catch. I guess DJ more than survived the ground. If that's still what they base a catch on or not, even though he clearly had possession of the ball with two feet down in the corner of the end zone. I don't know, but that should have been a touchdown, but it wasn't a rule of touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was just field goal after field goal after field goal for the Panthers. And I tweeted out, I think the Panthers are going to have to score a field goal. Maybe they don't have to, but eventually they're going to have to score a field goal. And maybe they actually didn't have to, considering just how well this defense was able to play. The touchdown drive that followed the Kyle Pitts drop on third down, also a great play by Jeremy Chin there, but that's a catch that Pitts has to make. And Youngway Koo missing his first field goal of the season. That drive was exactly what you wanted to see from the Carolina Panthers playing complimentary football. Your defense has been solid all day long, containing Matt Ryan, an offense that had really clicked over the last couple weeks. Now they didn't have Calvin Ridley, who released a statement in the middle of the game talking about he had to step away from football for the time being to work on his mental health. So certainly... My thoughts are with him, and hopefully he can figure things out. From Atlanta, from a football perspective, not to have him out there in the field, that certainly hurt them today. But that drive where the Carolina Panthers went down there and just ran it down the Falcons' throats and were able to score that touchdown, even with P.J. Walker having to come in at the end of the drive at Chuba Hubbard, that is exactly the kind of football that you want to see with the Carolina Panthers. Like, seriously, if if this is the kind of game they got to win, to play every week to win, then so be it. You would love to see him go out there and throw it around the yard and have 400 yards and just be an explosive offense like Kansas City's been the last couple of years and what you've seen from other teams across the league. But that's just not who they are. And Matt Rule said that last week, that we are not an elite, uh, we're not an elite passing team. And all the bad things that happen are when we throw the football. And a lot of good things happened today when the Carolina Panthers committed to running the football. And you saw late in that drive where they were able to finally get that touchdown that Atlanta was getting worn down from rush after rush after rush from the Carolina Panthers. And this was by far the best game by the offensive line this season. Didn't give up a sack in 24 uh, pass dropbacks. Didn't really give up much pressures at all. This is also the sixth offensive line combination of the year as Trent Scott started 
at right guard over Brady Christensen and Dennis Daly in for John Miller, who went on IR earlier this week. You also had Michael Jordan back there at left guard again. Cam Irving was back this week at left tackle, Matt Paradis at center, and of course, Taylor Moten at right tackle. Literally, a round of applause to every single one of those guys today for the way that they played in the run block game and also protecting Sam Darnold whenever he did back up, back uh, drop back to pass football on Sunday afternoon. So, an important win for the Carolina Panthers. You can talk about last week being a telling loss considering that you had lost three straight. You're playing a terrible Giants team on the road in a situation where you feel like you should win that football game. They don't get it taken care of. Well, to go back to the drawing board to actually execute the game plan that they sought out to do last week, doing it this week on the road again in Atlanta against a football team that was at least having positive momentum, even though I don't believe Atlanta is very good at all. And we've seen that so far this season that they're not a great football team. Panthers took care of business. Doesn't matter what it looked like. Is that a game I'd like to watch every week in terms of just uh, an entertainment standpoint? Maybe not, but a win is a win. If you can't be happy about the Panthers winning, like some guy on Twitter is like, oh, well, Darnold might not play next week, so the good vibes might not last very long. Just shut up and go away. The Panthers won a football game after four weeks of listening to people cry about everything that's wrong with the football team, and they still have plenty of issues that are probably not going to be fixed this season. But right now, through eight weeks, the Panthers are 4-4. Four and four. They're back to 500. They're 2-0 in the NFC South. They're coming back home on Sunday to play a very winnable game against the New England Patriots with a second half of the season. That's going to be very tough. So right now, celebrate the win. Be happy that they finally went out there and did what Matt Rule wanted them to do and that the offense, at least for this week, might have found an identity moving forward for the next nine weeks of the 2021 season. The Carolina Panthers defense has been spectacular all season long and two guys in particular who made one of them making their debut and one of them making a comeback were instrumental in the win on Sunday. We'll get into that and more here on Locked on Panthers in just a moment. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part... There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My buddy Joe Ovius, who hosts Afternoon Radio on 99.9 The Fan over in Raleigh, North Kakalaka, he had mentioned to me on Sunday via Twitter that it feels like it's been three seasons since the Carolina Panthers had all those kicking issues with Joey Sly, who's actually not, I think, with the 49ers, who had a good game on Sunday 
in the Niners win on the road in Chicago against the Bears. And then you looked at Ryan Santozo, who was a massive kicker with an interesting mustache. He didn't last very long. The Panthers go and get Zane Gonzalez, sign him off of the Detroit Lions practice squad. And I was of the opinion of good kickers aren't available this time of year. Certainly Zane Gonzalez has had a little bit of success a couple years ago with the Arizona Cardinals, but he's not out here on a practice squad. Um, especially with the Lions, if he's a good kicker. But the Carolina Panthers went out there, signed him out the practice squad, and he has been pretty darn good for them and fixed the issues at the kicking position so far this season. After today, he's 13-15 from field goal range with two of those misses, one of them being a block for sure, and then the second one against Dallas was claimed to be a block by Matt Rule. I'm not quite sure whether it was or not, but either way, Two of those can be attributed to protection or lack thereof from the Panthers' uh, line in those situations. So, really, 13 for 13 if you talk about field goals that aren't blocked. And then 12 for 13 extra points. Today was 4 for 4 of a long of 57, a career long against the Falcons. And did not know Zane Gonzalez had that kind of range. I thought he was more of like a 50-52 kind of guy. And there was questions when he first came here with the lack of touchbacks and all that. Zane Gonzalez has been very good for the Carolina Panthers and kudos to him, a hat tip to him. He actually spoke to the media after the game. I think his session was like a minute and a half. It's like, what are you going to ask the kicker? It's like, hey man, you've been kicking really well. It's like, yeah, just really happy to have the opportunity here in Carolina and now we got the win. It's like, okay, anything else? Nope. Okay, got it. Seriously, tip of the cap to Zane Gonzalez. He has been the least of the Carolina Panthers' concerns since coming here, and that is something to be very happy about when special teams has not necessarily been a strong suit for the Carolina Panthers um, in the last two seasons, and really under special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn, but Zane Gonzalez, fantastic job out of him. Now, someone that they were very happy to get back today, especially on the defense, a defense that's been really good, but a defense that desperately needed their leader in the middle, Shaq Thompson, Picked up right where he left off in Dallas when he went off with that foot injury where he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. And if he can stay healthy the rest of the season, who's to say he still cannot be a Pro Bowler for the Carolina Panthers? Ten tackles, eight of them were solo. Had an interception to Matt Ryan in the red zone. That was a critical play for the Carolina Panthers there in that first half. Shaq Thompson is a guy who sat behind Luke Keekley and behind Thomas Davis. Fans were frustrated, like, oh, we got this guy in the first round. He doesn't really play that much. But we got you got you got Luke, you got TD, two of the best guys to ever don the black and blue here in Carolina. He bided his time and he's been a leader the last two seasons with Matt Rule as a head coach. And he was fantastic again today. So happy to see him back on the field. And one of the, the moments where I look at where you definitely want him out there, and he was out on that play. He wasn't positioned in that in the in that linebacker spot that Jermaine Carter Jr. was, but the touchdown that Cordero Patterson has, that's Jermaine Carter Jr. missed tackle. That leads to a touchdown. And that's some of the things that we saw the last couple weeks when Jermaine Carter Jr. has had to fulfill Shaq Thompson's role, and you've had guys like Julian Stanford and Clay Johnson having to step in with Shaq Thompson out, where the linebacker play wasn't what it was for the first four weeks of the season when Shaq was out there. That play right there in particular was kind of what you saw the last couple weeks so to get Shaq Thompson back out there kind of take the pressure off Jermaine Carter and to have the heart and soul of that defense I was so happy to see that for the Carolina Panthers also you got to be happy the Gilly Locks Stephon Gilmore he is home comes off the pup list the physically unable to perform list for those who don't know what that means this week makes his debut on the road against a division rival, Atlanta Falcons, a team I'm sure he grew up a Panthers fan. He probably wasn't very fond of growing up. He holds Kyle Pitts. He didn't play all the games, probably didn't play the entire game. Matt Rose said he probably played 20, 25 snaps. Either way, Kyle Pitts, who had been a matchup nightmare the last couple weeks, 
against the uh, Dolphins and then the Jets in London for the Falcons seemed to be turning the corner for Atlanta and being that kind of weapon that they hoped he would be when they drafted him fourth overall out of the University of Florida. He only had two receptions for 13 yards and had that critical drop that would have extended the drive there for the Atlanta Falcons, which eventually led to a missed field goal and the Carolina Panthers run down the clock and scoring the touchdown that all but sealed the game for them late there in the fourth quarter. Kyle Pitts was in hell pretty much most of the day, and Stephon Gilmore made an impact immediately in his first game, had the interception that basically sealed the game, even though there's no way Atlanta was going to go down there and be able to score 10 points to beat the Carolina Panthers in this in this game on Sunday. Gotta love it. That's the thing I said a couple weeks ago. As bad as everything feels with the Carolina Panthers, you get a win, you get to 4-4, four and four, come back home. I know the Patriots game, there's going to be plenty of Patriots fans there. There's plenty of people here from New England area and you know, Patriots also with the 20 years of success with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have picked up a lot of bandwagon fans that are, I guess are still hanging around maybe. So expect there's going to be plenty of people that Bank of America Stadium rooting for the Pats. But there's going to be more, the majority is still going to be Carolina Panthers and they come here with the win against the division rival. You got to be excited that it's your back home. McCaffrey, who we'll get here to talk to about here in a minute, he could possibly be back on Sunday. You got Gilmore, who'll be back. It's going to be Stephon Gilmore revenge game against Bill Belichick and a team that didn't want to pay him more money. Two years removed from a defensive MVP season in the National Football League. And then you also add in Shaq Thompson's back. The Panthers might not look great on off. Like Sam Darnold's not the answer long-term at quarterback. And they've had all the conversations this week about wanting to trade for Deshaun Watson and wanting to try and vet him, not being have the proper ability to do that. And even if they have the proper ability to do that, they still had all the, the 22 civil suits and the 10 criminal counts. They just You can't even try and think about trading for the guy. So they're not bought in on Sam Donald at all. Matt Rule can lie to us as much as he wants about, you know, we believe in Sam. We'll, we'll learn a lot about Sam moving forward and yada, yada, yada. They don't believe in him. But it doesn't matter. Like right now, like he does, certainly. But when you get guys like McCaffrey back, who's certainly going to make this offense better. And you see the way they ran the football and how they're committed to it. And you see how the defense plays where Brian Burns, he's in there on a sack today with Frankie Louvu. And um, Etor Grossmatos gets his first sack of the season. Hassan Reddick, who came into the game leading the NFC in sacks, now is up to seven and a half sacks. He was out there getting pressures. You add in Shaq back in the middle of that, that defense. You got Stephon Gilmore on the outside, along with Dante and A.J. Bouye, who could be on the trade block, according to some um, sources out there. You really like what you have defensively with the Carolina Panthers, and they might be able to carry him. It's not a coincidence that the Carolina Panthers, who won the turnover battle, who won the time of possession battle, excuse me, today, and the turnover battle, a one-time of possession battle with 34-23, sorry, 35 minutes, 23 seconds is how long they held the ball, the 24 minutes, 37 seconds for the Atlanta Falcons. Not a coincidence that the defense was had a ton of success when they weren't out there on the field pretty much all day like there were last week against the Giants and last in the week prior against the Minnesota Vikings. Getting time to rest and be fresh throughout the game led to them playing the way that they played today and especially helps that you got Stephon Gilmer out there and Shaq Thompson back in his return, looking like the same guy we saw in the first four weeks of the season prior to that foot injury. Now, hopefully Christian McCaffrey will be back next week as the Panthers are, fly, are back up to 500 and welcome to England, the town. We'll get into him and some other things we saw from the game on Sunday, including Sam Darnold is probably going to be in a concussion protocol and what his availability might be like next Sunday against the Pats. Y'all already know that Built Bar is by far the best tasting protein bar 
ever. And I do mean ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouthwatering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built Bar is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check out their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. They're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the NBA, college basketball, and NFL and college football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From the NBA to college basketball, the college football to the NFL, the NHL, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. But online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. The good vibes are back here in the Carolinas as the Carolina Panthers get the 19-10 win on the road. Or I guess what? 19-13. Excuse me. I got that wrong. I know I said 19-10 earlier. 19-13 win. I forgot. They had the meaningless Young Way coup field goal late in the game as the Falcons were attempting to try and uh, kick an onside kick and come back and still lose the game. So, sorry. 19-13. Either way, Carolina Panthers cover and get the victory for all the betters out there against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. Go to betonline.ag. On Sunday in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They're back to 4-4, four and four, now 2-0 and oh in the division. That's great. There will be concern moving forward, though, at least through this week, with Sam Darnold and his status for next week's home game against the New England Patriots, which could potentially be a battle among 4-4 four and four teams as the Patriots are playing on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers and are down by 7 currently in the second quarter as I record this on a Sunday around 5-0-2. On Halloween, uh, but Darnold took a vicious hit in his final carry of the game as he had eight carries for 66 yards and was a key part of the run game. I think Matt Rule said he challenged him to rush for 89 yards in the game on Sunday, which is cool in theory. But man, do you really want your quarterback out there running that much? Well, he's not the franchise quarterback, so I guess it's not that big of a deal. But in a way, it is because anyone who thinks that P.J. Walker is the answer for the Carolina Panthers, um, I point to you. That first play he comes in where, for whatever reason, after running the football, the get down there, Joe Brady's like, oh, let's throw the football. And P.J. Walker almost threw a hellacious interception. And you also can go back to last week when he came in for Sam Darnold against the Giants and did next to nothing. So the Carolina Panthers don't have a viable backup quarterback option, which is why I was saying during the offseason, that was Sam Darnold and his history of injuries and also poor play. The Carolina Panthers will really benefit by going out there and finding a viable backup option in case of, you know, 
Sam Darnold struggling or Sam Darnold getting injured as he has yet to play a full 16 or now 17 game season in the National Football League back when he was with the Jets and potentially could miss a game here with the Carolina Panthers. Now, if it's only one game, it's only one game. But Bill Belichick going up against a P.J. Walker is a recipe for disaster for the Carolina Panthers, even if they have all week to prepare against that Pats defense. But Sam Darnold was, for the most part, I mean, he was solid today. Like the Carolina Panthers... Like, they can say whatever they want about Sam Darnold and their belief in him. Like, they don't believe in the quarterback if you're going to run the ball 47 times and only attempt 24 passes. Like, he, he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't kill the team. The only turnover of the game was the first play of the game where we're thinking back to Minnesota. It's like, well, here we go again. Like, first play of the game, turnover was the first time in 10 years the Carolina Panthers had lost a fumble on the opening play of the game. It actually happened on October 30th of the 2011 season, and we are October 31st of the 2021 season. So 10 years ago, when Chuba Hubbard fumbled, but he recovered and had a nice day for the Carolina Panthers. But overall, like Sam Darnold, Thursday of 24, 129 yards. His rating, quarterback rating was, uh, or passer rating was 69.6, but the eight yard, eight carry, 66 yard, yards rushing with long at 20. That's solid. Like he was, he did everything they asked him to do. They're going to ask him, they're not going to ask him to do too much. He's clearly not going to be a guy who's going to, be someone that you lean on to carry you over, you know, a period of time like we've seen with a guy like Chris McCaffrey's not out there, but you know, so be it. We know who he is and the Carolina Panthers know who he is and asking him to hand the ball off the amount of times he did today is a recipe for success, at least against a team like Atlanta. Like when they play Tampa, are they going to be able to do what they did against the Falcons? Unlikely. Same thing against Buffalo. Are they going to be able to have this game plan and win the football game? It's unlikely. Against those kind of teams of quarterbacks and offenses like the Bills and the Buccaneers have, and even the Cardinals, uh, you're going to have to be able to score a ton of points. But if you can control time of possession and the line of scrimmage via running the football, that's going to give them a better opportunity to win the football game than obviously going back there and trying to throw it 40-plus times a game like they have the last couple weeks. That has not led to a ton of success. So I give Sam Darnold a lot of credit for how he played today and within the system and for taking care of the football and helping his team win the football game. Like that that's all you can really say at this point about Sam Darnold. Like be happy about how he played and that he showed a lot being able to bounce back from getting benched last week where apparently he was surprised by it, had never been benched in his entire life, going back to high school and his time spent at USC and with the New York Jets. So I give him a lot of credit for the way he played today. All that being said, he's still not the answer here in Carolina, but the Panthers definitely do need him next week against the Patriots if they're going to win this game. I know Bill Belichick certainly knows how to defend him and what he's not good at and what he is good at. So he'll already have the game plan for him. But the Carolina Panthers want to win next Sunday against the New England Patriots at home in Bank of America Stadium on 800 South Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. They're going to need Sam Darnold to play that game. P.J. Walker is not the answer. They could also benefit from Chris McCaffrey coming back next Sunday as he's been out, what, the last five games now with the um, hamstring injury that he suffered in the second quarter in the Thursday night football win against the Houston Texans on the road. He said that the quick turnaround certainly had something to play with that. And the Panthers sat there for a couple weeks, didn't want to put him on IR. We're hoping that he'd be game time decision against Minnesota. Didn't happen. They hoped the same thing. Uh, I think with Philly didn't happen. Ended up eventually putting him out there on IR where he's now eligible to come back next Sunday against the Patriots. Hopefully he's healthy. We'll find out more on Wednesday, as Matt Rule said to the media following the game here on Sunday, that that's when they'll get more of an idea on where McCaffrey is out. So again, expect another game time decision kind of deal. Christian probably up there answering questions about the frustration of being injured again, all that kind of stuff, where he's clearly going to be an absolute hell ask answering those questions with the media. Hopefully for his sake and for the sake of this offense that he comes back. Because if he comes back, 
I feel way more comfortable with Sam Darnold going back there and, and passing the ball maybe 30 times a game because you have the check down to McCaffrey and also to open up things potentially for Robbie Anderson, who has had a terrible season. He's what leading the league in drops. Panthers overall are leading the NFL in drops. Just horrid. Had a couple today. The DJ Moore one should not count, but it does count against them. I think at some point in time in the game, they had like 23, probably 24 if you count Robbie Anderson getting absolutely destroyed in this game. Um by Eric Harris, the safety for the Atlanta Falcons. He's able to come back, and the most uh, important play of the game that Robbie Anderson made was being on the hands team and recovering the onside kick. So round of applause for him with that. But he had no targets in the first half, and all his first target of the game, he gets knocked out by Eric Harris, comes back in the game at least, as I mentioned. So if McCaffrey comes back, that means teams are going to have to account for him out of the backfield like they have not had to really with a guy like Chuba Hubbard or Amir Abdullah or Royce Freeman. None of those guys really are pass-catching backs like to the highest level, like a, obviously like, a, like Christian McCaffrey. But McCaffrey back should open up things hopefully for DJ Moore, and maybe you can get something from Robbie Anderson. I, I don't really know where he fits into the game plan now moving forward as he's had a pretty brutal season after having a career year last year and a ton of people um, expecting a lot from him. This season, after signing that extension prior to the year, two years, $29.5 million, but guaranteeing the rest of the season. So we'll see how that plays out. Maybe getting back a guy like Terrace Marshall, who missed his second straight game with a concussion. Hopefully he'll be back next week. And you hopefully, I mean, every concussion is different um, when it comes to these players. We saw a guy like Alex Erickson was able to come back from his right away, at least when he went to the protocol. And then we haven't seen Terrace Marshall. So hopefully the Carolina Panthers that you're able to see uh, Sam Donald healthy on Sunday as they definitely do need him as poor as he's played last last couple weeks but he played well today considering what they asked him to do you need him if you're going to be able to win any of these games moving forward because he is the best option for the Panthers at quarterback whether you like it or not like that's who they have that's who they're sticking with unless something crazy happens at the deadline Sam Donald is the guy moving forward through the last nine weeks of the season for the Carolina Panthers and McCaffrey, like even when he comes back, I know we talked about his workload and all that. You're going to have to ease him in. I'm sure he'll be fresh in terms of just he hasn't taken a ton of hits this season just based off of the amount of games he's missed so far this season. If they're going to try and run the ball 40 plus times a game like they did today, like I am still sitting here saying 25 carries for McCaffrey, then 15 for the rest. Chuba Hubbard, Amir Abdullah. They certainly add something we've seen that over the last couple of weeks, especially with Abdullah today against the Falcons in the win. Uh, Royce Freeman seems like the guy who's going to be the odd man out. I don't really know how much he really adds to this offense. He hasn't been all that explosive. I do remember we're not that far removed from a time where folks wanted to see him over Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard, they drafted him for a reason, this exact reason of McCaffrey being out. He's given pretty much everything you would hope he would give. Abdullah certainly has added a lot more than any of us would have expected, even as a kick returner as well. So, Moving forward, I would love to see McCaffrey 25 touches, at least out of the backfield. Then you split the rest between Hubbard and Amir Abdullah, and that's a pretty good uh, formula for the Carolina Panthers if they're able to be able to run the ball 40-plus times moving forward like they did on Sunday in the 19-13 win on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. So 4-4, and 2-0 and in division, back to 500. Good vibes are back here in Carolina as Panthers are now going to look ahead to Sunday's matchup against New England Patriots on Monday as Matt Rule will speak to the media. And the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday cannot get here fast enough. I cannot take any more of these Deshaun Watson rumors to Carolina. We'll see how, how that, pay, that plays out, and we'll get into all that here on the show coming up on Tuesday. Thanks again for listening to Locked on Panthers. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show. 
and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday we have our weekly Friday mailbag here on the Locked On Panthers Podcast. You can ask me whatever questions you have as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers or even a question that you want to know about me, Julian Council. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But first, press that follow button at Julian Council on Twitter. Thanks again, guys. Your Panthers get the dub back to 500. I will talk to y'all on Tuesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.